Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. <laughs> Welcome to the PP1 podcast. I'm not sure it's worse. Us trying to figure out how to connect to this stupid thing every single week. Or your batting slump in the last two weeks? Hey, I was, I was on base this week. <laughs> that's that's like a massive downgrade for you, though. I had a I had a good at bat. That's that's the bat to turn it around. The at bat to turn it around. Okay, all right. So that's I got, a promise. I got, I got walked in a tough ten pitch at bat. You've so. you've had a struggle the last couple of weeks, though. Like it's not. It's like you're not yourself. Yeah, I I, I I'm finding it hard going from from slow pitch to ortho. It's, it's been, it's been a rough week. Struggling. I mean, you almost killed me on Monday. He tags up, just so everybody's aware. Um, he tags up at third. No one's running to third. There is no force play, um, which is funny in itself, but I let it slide. And then he absolutely rifles one to first base. By the way, I'm pitching, and I deem to be in the way, so I decided to drop to the ground because I valued my life more than getting in the way of the ball. But that's you're supposed to get out of the way. I find the, the first, the third to first throw. Not that much, not that convincingly. The, the third to first throw, though, you're supposed to be out of the way, so I can see the bag. Yeah. <laughs> agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Uh, welcome to the PP One Podcast. We are part of the Dean Blundell Network. We are presented in concert because that's what the, the professional people say. Ooh, I know. I know. Wordsmith over here. Uh, I know. With Move Health and Wellness, they are our partners on the show. I saw Dr. John this week, and you're not going to believe this, but he is, he is like, as a chiropractor, I now know the difference between, like, as we joked about, like, the cracky-backy, like he says, and an actual chiropractor that gets you better. Um, I highly suggest that people go to an actual chiropractor like John, and or even John, if you happen to live in Kelowna. And uh, check him out because he definitely can help you out and get you back on the mend and show you what you're doing wrong or show you what you can be doing right. So thanks, Move Health and Wellness, for coming along. Um, my good friend to my right here is is Ted. He's rocking a, a lovely ball cap this evening. It's a Friday. Cheers to the long weekend. Ooh, yeah. Oh, what do you got there? Is that a peanut butter stout of some kind, looks like? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just have this eye. Lovely. Oh, man. So who makes that one? That one is Lost Coast Brewing. So it's out in Eureka, California. Okay. Can I get that at my local store? Uh, probably not. I think you might have to make a little Yago to Westside. Oh. Maybe. Maybe the Metro down by your place. Okay. You'll be able to get I've it. got a Phillips yeah. uh, Electric Unicorn. That's one of my favorites. Mm. Delicious. We got a fun mm-hmm. one. Uh, we're going to be a little bit silly mode today. There wasn't a lot of Canucks news, so playoffs. There's definitely play- playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, playoffs. We got a, a few neat things to talk about. I'm going to bring up the contest. Uh, can't even win a game. The Canucks can't win a game. There's, yep, a, f- yep, yep, yep. There's a few teams that can't win a game. A um, little bit more baseball stuff and obviously some goaltending. Uh, I want to get into, first and foremost, Karens and Kyles on the baseball field. On Tuesday... My daughter had a ball game, and it was against a team that we don't really like the coaches that much. So 6 o'clock start time, you know, everybody's maybe try to get to the ball field like 5.30, right? That's get ready for the game, ready to go at 6. So we're all there. Everybody's warming up. The other team's there. They decide to run a mini grounders clinic at first base um, minutes before the game. Uh, We're the home team, so we're on the field ready to go. And they're hitting grounders. The game didn't start for another 10 minutes after that because they decided, oh, we're going to take some time and get going. It was a game. You have a practice. There's two times a week you play baseball. One is a practice, one's a game. And they decided to run this uh, little grounders clinic. Made no sense. Uh, 
Um, we were all wondering why coaches also eventually yelled out, hey, so we're ready when you guys are ready. Oh, okay, yeah, let's get going. So they go on. We get going on the field. They go up a few runs early in the game. All their kids are, like, throwing these metal bats, like, willy-nilly. Umpire, who is uh, one of the dads on our team, because they don't have paid ups, unfortunately. So he just says, hey, can you guys make sure you're not throwing throwing the bats out? Like, you know, when you hit, kind of drop to the side. The girl coach, Karen, as I'm calling her, well, they're just learning. What? Yeah, they're they're still learning. I know, but you can still tell them not to throw a metal bat into the wilderness. Anyway, so she gets up. All the parents clearly heard this. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> and proceeded to be a very interesting game. So last inning, clear like game was kind of going Karen's a little. in the wild, just beauty. Karen, Karen oh man, they're just awful. So it's, my, I feel really bad like for the people like actually named Karen. You get a bad rap. Like that M&M's commercial. I'm sorry I called you Karen. That is my name. Oh, I'm sorry your name's Karen. That's <laughs> good. It's a good Super Bowl commercial. So my daughter gets in there, absolutely crushes one to the outfield, like last inning of the game because they're home. Um, decides to sprint around the bases because no one bothered to do anything in the park home run, just like her pops. And uh, all the parents are just going ballistic, right? It's so funny. We're all laughing, high five, and she's high fiving her teammates. Two at bats later, the other tall girl on the team does the exact same thing. Our, we lost, but it was just one of those like we they kind of stuck it to them. And I think the kids might have figured it out too. It was pretty awesome. So suck it, Karens. Not, not yeah. the actual the, people, but the, the name. Karen, there's definitely Karens at the ball field. It's like yeah, like co- coaching it, coaching a year of 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 U thirteen or U twelve. Like oh, they're out there. They're out there. They exist. They're out there. They're a real thing. They don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't care about other people's kids. They don't care about other people at the ball field. It's just all about them. Oh, it just uh, it really shows. Yeah, it drives me nuts. But on the positive side, there's other good things going on this week. Uh, my man to my screen right. Um, your gymnastic career is about to take off. Looks like, uh, based on your little CrossFit this week, your little uh, was it the uneven bars? It looked like. Maybe walk us through <laughs> that. You could we can check it out on your IG, and I think you posted on Twitter. My kids were beyond impressed, having been in gymnastics, and. Uh, my youngest, Kinsey, challenged you to handsprings because apparently you're now a gymnast. But uh, walk us through that, that double up pull or whatever you want to call it. It was, uh, it was a muscle up. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've been working on it for, for a few months now since I started. Um, but yeah, last, last, uh, last CrossFit session was the, was the one, I guess. So I hit it. We did a little bit of practice. So I got up there. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Welcome to the chat, Steve. <laughs> So like someone who complains about being put at the bottom of the hitting lineup. Funny story, uh, Steve was complaining about our game yesterday, saying how that he had a sore ass from pitching a complete game. And I said, yeah, imagine if you had pitched a complete game. Uh, we got rained out pretty hard. Because yeah. the, the last inning in a bit. He was chucking, though. He was. He, he was. was, was pitches, were coming in, pitches were coming in quick. He was. And uh, so anyway, we were back and forth in the group chat, and I was just giving him a hard time. But he, he had a good game, but... Uh, we we came to an understanding at the end, but that's what good friends do. Like if you're not busting balls, what's the point? Like the harder you go, like that, the more you care, right? I think that's the rule. <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that. This this could get awkward really quickly. Um, we do have some hockey stuff to talk about, but I want to get because we're gonna forget about this later on. I want to get a few of these things out of the way. So I don't know if everybody saw on I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. I was uh, meddling on the internets, and I've had this planning. I still need to finalize this and put a price on it. But we officially, and I, I haven't seen another one out there, the PP1 podcast is the first Canucks podcast to release an NFT. I'm still figuring it out. Did we pick the worst NFT? Did we pick the worst image? Maybe. Out of the 15 that were available? I would just wanted to get the sparkly one out on the start. Once I know what I'm doing, I can I can throw a few more in there. But uh, that will be available. It's it's out there. It is not available for purchase quite yet. I mean, all the the free freebies out there. Yeah, I guess you could just screenshot it. We could do that. That would be something. Um, we use Selena to create it so that it's more uh, leaving less of a carbon footprint. I just want to make sure that we're on the good track here. Carbon footprint? No, actually, like I pumped in carbon. I bought some <laughs> extra. I bought some credits so we can pollute as much as we want. So I know a guy, I can buy some of their credit. So um, anyway, pretty cool. It makes us a little bit different 
because we are different. So, I mean, who, who the market seems to be crashing. So this is when you get in. So when it the rises again, we get on the bottom floor of the basement, right? Right to the top, something like that. I think that's how investing. Yeah, works. I think you're you're almost there. Yeah. Um, we also have a contest that we're doing. We've got some really cool summer swag coming. Uh, we've got summer skates. I've got a bunch of those that uh, would be more than happy to give away. Um, I think I've got basically every size available. Um, we did a really cool partnership, or not a partnership, but a, a cool one-off uh, run of uh, some of our master's apparel as well. And we've got a hat, I think, coming. So as soon as that's available, we will put those up and we will uh, figure out what that contest needs to be. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. And you're going to look good on the golf course and uh, on the 19th hole but when you're chugging. Super comfy hats too. You did a good job on those hats. Some, sometimes sometimes people got to have nice stuff and I think everyone deserves nice stuff. So um, that will be coming very soon. And don't you worry, we will be posting a ton of that. Um, as I said, we are with Move Health and Wellness and they are with us till uh, September. And hopefully beyond, but uh, we've we've re-upped with those guys. It's been a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm just happy personally to have, you know, basically a chiropractor and a massage therapist that uh, I can actually book with. John uh, is definitely filling up. You got to go to him. He's a pro. Uh, He walks you through everything you need to know about um, basically how your body works. And I think the education is half of it. So make sure you go check out Dr. John. He's available for booking. Ted, let's talk some hockey. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Are you down for it? Um, I I did see one weird thing, and this is like kind of hockey. You know Andrew Walker, right? The yeah. the the villain of Vancouver uh, Twitter, it seems, or sports. Um, did is he, he the villain? I I think he's portrayed himself as a villain, right? Hmm. I I wouldn't say like he's been nothing but nice to us, but yeah, I mean, I think he's a good guy. I I, I sort of appreciate all these guys individually, and they all bring something a little bit different to the table. I don't know if we have to say that one guy specifically. No, I but I, unless that's something he wants, I don't know. I I, th- I think he he knows that he's kind of portrayed himself, and that's great. I mean, again, he's bringing he's bringing stuff to the market. Um, did he drop in your DMs recently to promote his podcast, the Hedgecast or the Hedge something? I don't think so. It's like, hey, further Probably to just, our yeah. last message, um, here's my podcast. I thought that was just like out of the ordinary, just out of nowhere. Thanks, Andrew Walker. Yeah. So, I don't know, just something weird. We haven't chatted in a while, kind of kind of random. That, I, like I said, it's kind of hockey, um, but uh, you kind of mentioned in our rundown too, like speaking of walkers, I think this just dropped today about... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, today. About Scotty Walker. Yeah, out as uh, out as assistant coach in Vancouver. So one more opening on that Canucks bench for another assistant coach. I I liked him there. I I, I don't know if I liked him because he's a classic Canuck guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it looks like it looks like he is he's walking in. So or he's walking away. Walking We're out. gonna get walking out. We're gonna get somebody in that spot. So it should be. Do you think? It's- I don't know. We're we're kind of we're kind of at that. Um, we're at that point where like a lot of the guys we grew up watching are now like starting to cycle in as like either brass or assistant coaches and they're finding other ways back into the league. I mean, those guys have always been around there. We've always seen those guys uh, work their way onto benches and, and, and head offices and stuff, but we didn't know them as much as players, right? As, as much as like our dads did. Right. So yeah. now some of these guys are there. These are our guys. They're working when they're in their late thirties and early forties and they're working their way onto Canucks bench or not Canucks, just NHL benches and stuff. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see. So it'll be interesting to see who works their way to the, the next spot. So, and Rick bonus, I guess, stepped down today or yesterday um, from Dallas after they got knocked out. Interesting. And I guess it sounds like there might be some more movements out in Dallas. And an interesting name. I didn't even know he was an assistant coach, but Steve Ott. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, that's a Dallas guy through and through, too. Yeah. I mean, is that a guy you could see coming like to work with Bruce? Do you think that'd be a Bruce guy? I. Whoever's going to help the power play, man. I don't really care. Like a stick, a stick, <laughs> I don't know. an iPad. I don't know what Steve Ott, I don't know what Steve Ott brings to as an assistant coach, I didn't know that he was that much of a, like a tactician, but uh, I mean, if, if you can rub some Steve Ott on the rest of the team, then maybe they'll be tougher to play against at the very least. I wonder if there is a market. I don't know what Burroughs contract is like out of Montreal, but wouldn't that be something? It, it would be great. Like, I think, I think we'd all lose it. Like it's one of those things, like, especially like in Kelowna here, we've had like Adam foot and we've had uh, uh, not Ryan Smith, Jason Smith, like, 
uh, you know, like those names. It's like, oh, we've got so and so, and they used to be in the NHL, and everyone's cheering when they come up. Like it's the coach, people. Like we're not cheering for them to like, hey, coach a great game for our junior. Yeah, but that's that's the thing, right? Like when guys like that come in, like I mean, Kelowna is like is renowned in the junior ranks for how they they produce defenders, right? Like, yeah, they've always been known as a really strong, stout defensive team that has always pumped out quality defenders right so when you see a guy like jason smith come in you think of that like heavy solid defender and 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 adam foot same thing right i'm just saying like if burroughs came to vancouver like would we be all like warm and like oh i'm so happy that this guy's coaching probably right because i think your team takes on the identity of its coach so i mean what why wouldn't you want them to take on the identity of a guy like like burroughs that's true i don't know i it'd be interesting i wonder i wonder if found you see you everyone can see you yeah you didn't try hard enough. I'd, it'd be interesting because now that there's spots opening up, um, I mean, obviously their their training staff is getting a shakeup as well. I think it's not just the on ice product, but it's it's the build up to the on ice product too, right? So yeah, I mean, we're not going to ask for Kevin Bieksa to bother showing up in Vancouver as a coach because clearly we know his calling. Um, <laughs> yeah, that guy is that guy's born to be in front of the the camera. He's a lock. He is an absolute yeah. lock. So yeah, there's there's some interesting coaching things going on. Um, obviously, Bruce is back, so he's going to get an opportunity to do his system for uh, at least a season. And I mean, they're on a hundred. What they everybody's saying like a hundred and six point pace. And I mean, you build on that. You build on whatever they're going to do this off season. And I think there's an opportunity for this team to be. I mean, as far as being coached. They played a lot better, and I maybe it was just the spark and the right guy to do it. But I mean, as soon as Travis Green and Benning were gone, like it was that first week. They and yes, there's wins, but it was a different team. Like just the identity seemed to like change overnight. Yeah, well, there's that winning streak, man, and the winning. We've, we've talked about this so often, right? Like winning solves everything. It does. It Absolutely. really does, and that and that goes for the players too, and 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 how they're feeling about their game, right? So you go from feeling like nothing's going to change to all of a sudden you feel like you have like a complete renewed enthusiasm and it showed it's um yeah i I, i've just been thinking about it because i've been listening to a couple of i I would say rival podcasts but let's be serious we're not quite that high in the rankings (laughs) yet so um but just just talking about you know how that how that team basically was on pace for for something and they ran out of time as far as games went, but there, there was an opportunity for that team to have been a lot better had they had a little bit more runway to work with. So, um, speaking of listening to other podcasts, uh, last week I was listening to the Vancast and Canucks Conversation, and both podcasts mentioned about uh, the first round and possibly trading down to add more draft picks to create more value. So, now... Correct me. Did they they mentioned it as a as a possible option? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I said that, and you pooped all over that and said no, Ryan. That would be not necessarily the right thing to do. And yet, both of those shows had something to say, and they put it in a way where it. I mean, it sounded like a. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like a great idea. Adding more draft picks and maybe so not. They wanted committing. to trade. They wanted to trade out of the first round for additional second round picks. Not necessarily just out of the first round, but that, that was my th- that was my thing where I crapped all over you. I said no, can't get rid of a first round draft pick just to get extra second round. Draft so picks. they did. I think it might have been Drats, and I'm not going to speak that into truth. I would have to go and listen over. But I well, one of them sounds like sounds like you're about to go on a big dumper here, and you don't have all the facts. Nah, there's enough facts in there. Here's here's how it's going to be. <laughs> they mentioned it. They said, yeah, trading down might not be the worst thing. You can get more value as you go deeper. Bottom line is, I am right and you are wrong, just like the intro says. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 Podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? There you go. Yeah, you have nothing to say. Nothing. I, I have I have no no problem trading down from like fifteenth to like nineteenth. 
Would you be willing to go like additional second round draft pick? What, what you were talking like about 25th. was trading was was trading down out of the first round to pick up multiple second round picks. I don't think that's the worst thing. And I think that's when I went down the list of failed second round picks. Before. This is this is now. That doesn't that doesn't happen every year. Sometimes if it works have, out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't care. I don't care if both those guys said it. I don't want to see the Canucks trade out of the first round. All right. I don't care if Thomas Strand said it. If Thomas Strand said the Canucks need to trade out of the first round for additional second round draft picks, I'll I'll quietly disagree with him. Well, I think you're probably he's a pretty loud guy. I mean, I, I I would wonder if we had him on the show, who would be louder? I, oh, I probably just got to be Trance. You think that over laugh, me? That maniacal laugh? Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be interesting. Because just because we'd be quiet and listen to him speak, that's I probably just love what he has to say. That's yeah. probably fair. We'd respect his what his voice is <laughs> spewing out to us. So we'll find out maybe at um, Young Stars this year. Yeah, I think we need to test this theory. We'll put it out there to the to the people and find out. So yeah, I don't know the playoffs. Have you been watching any playoffs? Uh, I, I did watch some. I've been, been sort of picking and choosing games all over the place, but. Uh, yeah, big fan of that Tampa Bay Toronto series wrapping up in the first round. That was pretty fun. Uh, it's been good to watch as of right now. Tampa care, or sorry, New York Carolina has been really fun to watch. I haven't watched a lot of the West Coast stuff, um, but it it seems like St. Louis Colorado is going to shape up to be maybe a little bit better of a closer series than we thought. I think so. I'm surprised at that one. Um, I think a lot of people the, are probably surprised at that one. Yeah. And then the, the, the Calgary-Edmonton thing was just lunacy. Did you see game just one? Lunacy. I didn't see the whole game, but I did see the recap, which is ridiculous. So that game, I got home, because that was, I think, Monday. No, Tuesday. So we got home from the ball game, from Addison's ball game, and I'm like, oh, perfect. The game's on. I'm going to catch it. We got tons of time. And we got home. They were still doing national anthems. Went to the kitchen. Had to turn on the other room. Went to the kitchen. I think I grabbed a beer. I think like from the time it took me to get 40 feet from where I was, grab a beer, say goodnight to the kids and get back. It was two nothing already. And I had to look at the clock and it was what? A minute and a half in. It was already two nothing. So then it goes up, I think three and it was like three one McDavid with an absolutely dirty dangle in front of Markstrom. That goal, like it was, it kind of reminded me of Pavel Datsuk, but with, and I hate to say it like more finesse, if that's more possible. Finesse than Datsuk, yeah. yeah, that like it's that's. I know it sounds stupid because like that guy like should be on a commercial for finesse, but just the way like McDavid was in tight there, right at like net front even, and still managed to make an extra move on Markstrom and score. That game was all over the place, crazy. As I've you know we've said in our group chat, like this game's drunk, and <laughs> that's a great way. You know, that's a great way, but yeah, it was and. You know, uh, Calgary goes up, and it's looking like it's going to probably be a runaway. I think it was like 5-2 at one point. And then I think it was like 6-2. And then out of nowhere, Edmonton's like, nah, we're not going anywhere. 6-5 after two. Then it's 6-6. Okay, all bets are off. Then Calgary goes up 7-6. And then it took a little bit, 8-6, obviously. I'm thinking, well, it's still not over. And then they, they get the empty netter with the hat trick there. What was the score earlier in the season where we had one of those games? It was like an 8-5 game or something like that. Yeah. Do you remember? It wasn't too long. It was like just a few months back. It was like nobody could stop anybody. It was just, it was all offense, no defense. And I think both coaches yeah. realized that. Like, And I think tonight, uh, tonight's game too. So it was, I mean, it had, it lived up to the billing 100%. The defense obviously could have been a lot better on both teams. But it did live up to everything that we were hoping that game one was. It it did it. And I think everyone got their money's worth out of that. So, I mean, kudos to Calgary and Edmonton. I think they'll play a smarter game probably in game two. But, my goodness, if we got seven games of that, I don't oh, even know. So, it was the, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a repeat to the final regular season game between the Flames and Oilers, March 26th, where Calgary defeated Edmonton 9-5. That's right. But game. like watching that game was just like it was lunacy. It's the same game basically. So, so a playoff version of it costs more money to get in the door. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a heck of a game to get to if you're yeah a fan it, of either of those teams. Yeah, it was wild. So I I think that series is definitely going to live up to it. Like you said, the St. Louis Colorado, 
I think everyone and their dog probably had Colorado in like five. Likely. Yeah, it's it's just it's funny, right? Because uh I can't remember. I think it was Sutter, Coach Sutter. Yeah. He was like, What's the point? You don't want to get in and play Colorado. I mean, it's just a waste of a week. <laughs> He's not wrong. It's just hilarious, right? So I uh, but I mean St. Louis is a big heavy team that's won before and then those guys play playoff hockey, right? So And there's enough guys on that team too, right? Like there's enough guys that have played and won playoff hockey. Like yeah, Benning- and we just watched we just watched Toronto eat it again. So if mm-hmm. a number one like Toronto can eat it, I mean no, they weren't the number one, but they would be like that's a quality ass team, right? So I think it can happen. I think that's the difference though. You've got teams like Toronto as far as regular season they can run the table and you don't want to touch them in the playoffs yeah, Jules. you in in the playoffs you get teams like St. Louis and you get teams like I mean Tampa I can't believe we're writing them off but Tampa's basically proven everybody wrong like oh Florida's the big team in the regular season I think and I'm going to be one of those people not that I slept on Tampa but I mean kind of because I think I I know I had Florida picked in that series. Were you really sleeping on? Was anybody sleeping on? Tampa? I'm not like like I said. I'm not sleeping on them, but I didn't have them. I guess the way that they've played so far, I didn't have it going that way. And maybe maybe Florida picks it up, but my goodness, it doesn't look like uh, Tampa wants to give that series up either. So um, on the west side, like I said, Colorado. I'm a little bit surprised. At the same time, it's one of those things where you know. St. Louis pops his head back, and maybe they've had a rest from their their little hangover after they won, and realize like, okay, guys, back to back to work. Kairos looked really awesome. Um, I mean, Bennington, unfortunately, is the Bennington that everybody hates, and he's just playing like lights out. It's I don't know. There there is hockey that I think it's kind of surprising. I think it's surprising. Maybe he's just an every third year playoff goalie. Ugh. I mean, again, good for him if they're. Imagine, imagine they beat Colorado. I think that would be an upset. Well, be, it would be crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. And at that point, and if that then, happens, that paves the way for whoever gets out of. I mean, I shouldn't say paves the way for him because I don't think they're advancing. But you, you would know, s- you'd rather you know you'd rather not have to face off against Colorado, no matter what. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody wants to play them anyway. And I think just St. Louis is maybe just thinking, oh well, we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be yeah, playing. I still guys. think it's gonna be Colorado in that in that series, but who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Weird things happen. And then like I said, the Battle of Florida is just I mean, Tampa Bay is still it's just crazy to me that you can have a battle to battle of Florida and it's pretty wild, eh? Like, yeah, yeah. The Florida Man series. Like Florida Man does it's crazy. It's it, so far the playoffs have delivered I'm happy to see that Toronto got knocked out. But I also said this after they lost. It's not that I'm like giddy because they lost. I mean, that always makes me feel good. And I think a lot of West Coast, especially Canucks fans, you know, find solace in that. But you have to look at that team. And from listening to all the different, you know, media guys out East and, you know, the guys that have weighed in and that know a lot, a heck of a lot more than, I mean, I'll say me. I'm not going to include you unless you include yourself. But like this team hasn't done anything. This this no. group of players, as great as they are, it's the most accomplished, unaccomplished team in the league. I mean, who is it? Uh, oh, what's the guy's name? That oh, Damian Cox. Right after he's like, yeah, it's you know, blah blah blah. The Leafs did this, and you know, it's I could see like Ottawa and Vancouver and blah blah. blah. Montreal was in the Cup last year. Ottawa was in the Conference Finals. In 2017, the Canucks were in the playoffs. Well, I mean, they did win a round technically. We have to we have to say it happened. And then they were also in the playoffs in 15. And then they had a run from what 2002 to like 2013, 2012, where they were in the second round at the very least every single year. And Toronto hasn't done a thing since 2004. They just make it every year. That's why it's such a great storyline in Toronto. It's not that they lose and we're all like, yeah, I can't wait for them to suck. It's just that like win or lose, like that storyline is just going to be absolutely bonkers, right? Like if they win, it's not like, it's not like when the Browns are waiting for their first win and like national news coverage is hanging out, waiting to see what is going on in like local Berea bars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But like when Toronto finally does get over the hump, they're going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a humongous story. But until then, 
the existing story about this team not being able to get past the first round just continues to grow and grow. So we have another year where they haven't won around in HD, where they haven't won around since the iPhone exists. Like all those stupid, <laughs> yeah. you know, those stupid little stats, but they are true. And you look at this team and think, you they can't. They haven't won around since cryptocurrency. They haven't <laughs> won around since NFTs. Yeah. Well, that's, that's new now. But you've got a team that just hasn't gotten over that first hump. And they're thinking like nothing's wrong. I don't think they think nothing's wrong. I think I think they're. I, don't, I just I think they look at their core and think they can't blow it up. And that may be true, but there's a lot of other parts that they might be able to to tweak. I think it's obviously a tweak, right? It has I, to be. I'm still holding out for Brock Besser for Marner. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna fly that flag. I'm gonna fly it because I mean he's not signed yet. It does sound like they're gonna have talks. I think. They said, what, next week things are going to get going with the two of them? So, Is that what they said? I think, and I'm not going to bring up the other guy. I think we have to have a rule. Until there's something significant, we don't talk about JT Miller. It just seems like the easiest thing to talk about. Like, what are they going to do? Should they trade him? Should they re-sign him? What's going to happen? I think we need to leave that alone for a while. I think it's it's just, it's it's low-hanging fruit. I just... We we're J I'm JT Millard out for a while. I think I just need to like take a break. I need he's, to go to Cabo. He's entered Louis Erickson status. He has. I think we just need to go to Cabo and just forget about JT Miller for a little while. That's Cabo what I wobble. think. Cabo Wabo. Um, did you see? I, I, I'm a guessing you saw the Calgary Game Seven right against Dallas. Jake Ottinger's coming out party. Oh yeah, wild. He was un. Believable, and now I look at both of these guys. So, World Cup of Hockey's next year, right? Who's the three? I mean, Demko, Ottinger, and who else? Like, it doesn't matter who the third one. I think those are your one two. Well, if 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 Campbell's still playing for Toronto, then they'll say he's there. He's the projected starter, which is just, <laughs> that's so garbage. Like, well, we're gonna have the tournament in Toronto, and it's only fair. I mean, Brian Burke. Yeah, would I mean, it's be it's there. such a it's such a crazy thing, right? Like, I mean, look at Biddington's fall back to earth after the Stanley Cup win, right? I mean, he could suck, but for now, it's a great story, and I'm I'm cool to to jump on board with it. I I just I don't like him, but he's a great goaltender, Binnington. Is he great? I mean, he's a good, he's a really good goaltender. Take a great. I'm gonna take away great and put back really good. Is that a, am I allowed to say that? Can I take a yeah, redo? Yeah, I mean he's a, he's he's a good goaltender. I mean you could do a lot worse as a starter. I wouldn't call him like an upper echelon starter. Only not that the ability's not there, and and not that the skills aren't there at all. I just think it's just when you can start to string together two, three, four good seasons in a row. Like I'm with you on that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. He's proven he can have like sustained stretches of success for sure. But I just don't count him quite in that like that that top five, top ten tier yet. So, getting back to Ottinger, though, that Game 7, I mean, he was a star rookie, right? Yeah, U.S. national team. Dude's an absolute set. He's 23 years old. I'm just trying to get his, I think, is he still on his, uh, is he still on his rookie deal? Cap friendly. Uh, I can find out for you here. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm trying to get there as quick as possible. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? I think he is. Yeah, so he's still on it. So that dude is making so nine nine twenty five this year, which means that he's got to sign his deal at the end of this season. So he's gone through his his ELC. He is in. This line. was the last year of his ELC. He's in line for a massive pay raise. But does he get like Demko money, or do you think he hasn't done just enough to get like that five mil? Because they don't like really he, have the cap he, space. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't done enough. I just, I, I just don't. I think the body of work just isn't there. So that's interesting because they don't have the because cap he's space. only got how many? How many games did 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 Demko have prior to signing his big deal? Uh I mean, the lion's share was the bubble, right? And that's when they that's when they went away from Markstrom. I think Demko was still on whatever deal he was on. So one, basically one ish season like uh the can or the canada year the canada so he's got division. 80 he's got 84 nhl totals i think demko had something like 99 or 100 so pretty close 
pretty close. He's got a, a season of 29 starts and a season of 48 starts. Um, and he's got on the whole 41 wins. So yeah, I don't I don't think he makes I don't think he makes Demco money, but he's due for a raise for sure. And you know what? It's it's been it's been a year or two since the Demco signing. So maybe he does make Demco money now. So he makes Demco less inflation. And they've got Jason Robertson. They've got uh yeah, they got some people to resign, yeah. Raffle they've got, they've got uh Radulov, they've got Kling, can go. Klingberg they've got. He'd be a nice little uh, piece of work in Vancouver. Um, Sakara, and then both goaltenders, Wedgwood and Onger. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, both of their goaltenders combined this past season were making 1.7. Yeah. That's that was their, pl- but I'm just saying, their playoff tandem combined yeah. for 1.7 million. They only had one goalie to play, but I'm just saying, you can make, they made And then the Vancouver's playing, they're paying four well, the, goaltenders. Yeah. Yeah, one, playing... one from every division. <laughs> yeah. Some guys that aren't even on the roster anymore. That's wild. Roberto's just like, shoot, I totally forgot. It's like those, it's uh, like the, not a royalty. Um, yeah, I guess, are they the royalty checks when you're in, what are they called when you're in a movie and you get the, um, what's it called? I think it's a royalty check. Yeah. It just shows up yeah. like, oh shoot, I totally forgot about that. It's like the, uh, the Mariah Carey. Every time that Christmas song gets published, oh, yeah. she makes like a million dollars per Christmas. Yeah. Just based on royalties. Yeah. Roberto's like, I, you know, I thought that was over, but I guess it's not. You know what? We need a new vehicle. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, Vancouver. Oh, my goodness. It's it's true. So, yeah, you're right. We're paying like, what? Think yeah. for Luongo and, yeah, Demko and Halak and who are you missing? Uh, We're missing... Uh... Holpe. And Holpe. Man, that is a lot of money in goaltending. We're like the new Detroit. <laughs> Except they had all theirs playing. And there was no yeah, cap. Yeah, that was like when they had like Hasek and Joseph and Manny Legacy was there. They had, I remember it was like $16 million one year in goaltending. <laughs> $16 million. I mean, I guess, uh, what's this pickle? Bobrovsky's making 10 so, you know, to, to each their own, I suppose. Um, so we got that. Bruce is back. Ottinger, Besser on deck. I, I guess there's a lot of talk about Brock Besser still. And if he's going to be back in Vancouver, obviously he's an RFA. I, I wonder how that finishes out. I do wonder. Oh, the, 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 the QA is just ridiculous. I, I don't know. He's like eight, right? Seven or eight? I, th- I thought it was like seven and a half or something like that. I just, I I've I love Brock, but if they're serious about the moves that it sounds like they're gonna make, I don't know. There's there's upgrades on Brock Besser, and he had a pretty good season. But there are guys that you can pay for less, and are going to be able to produce the same, potentially more, and don't have as much of a cachet of a name or maybe uh, a resume. But you know that they're going to be able to be a consistent, you know, or maybe 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 they get uh, maybe they get uh, what's his name. So it's a it's, it was so it was a seven point five million dollar qualifying offer that would be due this summer. Wow, that's a lot of cash. I don't know. I that's some. I just can't see that being what they do. It's just. I mean, I love Brock. That's a lot of money, right? But they're not tied to him. Like this this regime, if you will, the Rutherford, Alvin, like they're not tied to Brock Besser. They're not. They're not tied to him. But that's a that's a forty five point player that we're talking about. Forty five points, seven and a half million dollars. And it's not like and it's not like we're talking about, you know, like A he's he's, he was had a down year. He actually played the most games that he's played in his NHL career. Right. On a team that was scoring. More than it has in how many, I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. And he's now looking at seasons, four consecutive seasons, finishing under 50 points. Hmm. You know, like we're looking at seasons of 45, 49, 46. But like, what if they land Kuzmenko? I think that's one of the other things, right? If yeah, you well, can, Kuzmenko la- will go a long way towards pushing this deal. 
But for yeah, so you sign him for nine twenty five. Brock Besser's gone, I think. Well, say you get forty five points out of Kuzmenko making a million dollars. You can sign him next year or the year after. I mean, yeah. So it's it's man. I like Brock. I like Brock a lot, but it's not about like I think. Like 20, I, 20, 20, I get that there's 20, a person. Goals. I get that there's a person involved, and we'd be silly to think that there isn't like the human aspect. But it is a business. Like if you've been following the whole Chris Pronger thing on Twitter and how he's talking about how he thought everything was, you know, you know, golden rainbows, and then realized he got traded and thought he, you know, he realized at that moment that like hockey was a business and there is still the human side and they care about it, but. In this day and age where there's a, a salary cap, if you don't fit in that and you're not living up to this level, I mean, there's only so many dollars to go around. That's the level. $7.5 million. We're talking about $7.5 million for a guy who's a perennial 23 to 29 goal scorer. If it's you a did, lot of money. If you didn't tell me the goals. name, yeah, if you didn't, if you take the strip the name away from it, I can't make that yeah. money. I can't. It's just too much. I mean, geez, they paid so, so I don't know what they're going to Maybe they can get creative with it. Maybe he takes a restructured deal. Doubt it. I wouldn't. This is your time to get paid. Yeah. Really? You took your little bridge deal. This is your time to get paid now. Whether he does or not. I mean, somebody's going to pay him. Whether it's... Uh... Yeah, this was, this, was the, this was the time that the bridge deal made sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Brock, ooh, we're not really sure. You know, we think... We think there's potential there. If if he starts to put up in the next couple of years, he becomes a, say he does the next couple of seasons at 30 goals, tops out around 65, maybe 70 points, then you're happy to pay him seven and a half or a little bit more, right? Because he's earned that money. But a QA for a guy who's who's basically showing that he's a 45-point player in the NHL is good for 20-some-odd goals a year. That's not worth the 7.5. So in this case, the, the bridge deal worked out. The Where the bridge deal, like where I had a problem with it is I think you know what you have in PD. Right. And, and I think signing the bridge deal just means you got to pay him earlier and more than if you would have just worked out the deal previously for the 7 or the 8. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he's going to be the guy that you need him to be. And, and now they're going to be in trouble in that area too. So, it like I said, you strip the name away from it, and I think uh, I I think had he hit had he hit thirty goals, we might be talking about a different team or a different you know different story, right? If he had hit thirty, I think we've got a maybe a little bit of a different story. What do you like? What do you think? Because he's been he's been like, on the cusp and then injured, but that thirty goal marker like that it's like those tiers, right? He's a 30 goal scorer. He's not a 20 goal scorer. He's a 30 goal scorer. And then there's the guys I that mean, are in the 40. Like there's the guys that are above that that are the 40 goal scorers. And now that's a level, right? I mean, he had, he had back-to-back 66 point seasons. And, I, and then has 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 a year where he puts up 21 and 26. And then they sign him to a bridge deal. I just think they're paying him for why, goals. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah. They're paying him for like, goals though. Signing the Brock one made sense. Signing the PD one did not make sense. So right. all he does is he goes off and rips off 68 points, scores 32 for the first time in his career. He does exactly what you thought he was going to do, and now you're going to have to pay him a ton. Yeah. Early. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But this is all this, this is these continued stupid mistakes that this old regime made, right? Yeah. It's why they're out of here, because they continue to make poor choices and we're continuing to be impacted by them. And then you see the rumors that Travis Green's on a few radars for coaching. That's I don't cool. Know. Yeah, that's cool. I, I don't know though. I think it's still early. I think. Uh, I mean, but it's it's, it's the second, NHL. It's yeah, the it'll NHL. Yeah, be a second go around as a head coach, right? Like he'll have learned whatever he learned in in but, Vancouver with the roster that he had, and he'll get a different roster and he'll project differently. And you need and either he'll make it or he won't. Well, that's. I think I think that's. But great. I mean, his chances—he's not—he's not out of chances because he had a bad year in Vancouver with a shit roster. No, I don't think he's. I mean, he had—he had. He some didn't decent. do it. He didn't do a great job. Like, don't get me wrong. He was an upgrade. It wasn't, on, it wasn't. It wasn't solely on him. No, he was an upgrade on Willie D. I think he did play a little bit more offensive style. Yeah, and then I think you bring in a guy like Boudreaux, who can get the absolute most out of a roster that's not that good, mm-hmm. and has them overachieving where. Green didn't have them over overachieving. Green had them probably playing around like 
below expectations. So the second go around, he's going to do things differently, right? He's probably playing safe, realize what he had. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd wait it out another season because I would hate to see, like, there was, oh, who did I hear? Him what do you mean you waited out another season if you were green? No, if you're the NHL. If you're looking oh. for it, like, he wouldn't be my first choice because there's a few decent options. He's probably not. He's probably not everybody's first he's choice. He's probably though. not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's, I'm, again, he's an NHL coach. What do I have to say? But um, last little story, and then we'll uh, kick each other out here. Chloe, am I saying this right? Chloe Primerano. Vancouver Giants drafted her um, 260th overall in the the Bantam draft. She's a defenseman. Mm -hmm. First woman to get drafted in, I think, the CHL. Super cool. Now, uh, Mike, I guess maybe they just didn't have this process before. Like with Manon Rayo, remember that? Yeah. How how that all worked. As I think she was in like a women's league and then came through and went with Tampa and all that. But this is kind of cool. I, I I wonder what her what her pro, like her career projection. Looks what like. round did they take her in? Um, I want to say like the two sixty eighth. Is that like the sixth round? She comes from the Burnaby Winter Club, so that's I mean they're a freaking powerhouse. Round thirteen, it says. Okay. They're I mean Burnaby Winter Club. There's a lot of who's who's coming out of that place. But I mean, clearly, if she's coming out of there, like she's a pretty decent hockey player. Yeah, five eight, one thirty five. I've seen the tape; like she can really skate. And she's a defenseman. Like, seems to control the game really well. Like we we talk about. I think there's still the stigma that you got to be a humongous defender to make it. Ask Troy Stetcher. And, and, ask Troy Stetcher. I mean, you talk to you can be physical and be small just by having really good body position and being really smart for the puck and gap control. And Quinn Hughes, same thing, right? I mean, I would say that he's physically overpowered by like probably ninety percent of the forwards that come in on him. He's just smart, but he's just smart, right? If you're a heady person and a heady player, like you can, you can make it. And obviously, obviously, they thought enough of her. And I don't. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. I can't wait to see what she does. I I don't know how far she goes, but that has more to do with the fact that she was selected in like the thirteenth round. And I don't know how far anybody that gets selected in the thirteenth round of a junior hockey league draft makes it. Exactly. I but mean, that's still super cool, right? I, I love that the league isn't limited to it's 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 not a men's league. It's a it's a, a hockey it's a league players league, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Let's let's say it happens. So Bantam draft. So she's probably at least a year away from scratching the surface, right? Like as far as a rostered player, you know, maybe she absolutely dominates in her league and then gets like a call up towards the end of season. Kind of. Yeah, like... she's fifteen, right? So mm. when we see junior players that are fifteen playing in Kelowna, they're skating around with face masks. What do they get? Ten games? I can't remember what it is. Yeah, now. it's it's just a they get a cup of coffee, basically taste of what the league's like, and then you get a tryout for yeah. next year. I would say probably not happening this year. Like, go back to Burnaby and continue to refine your game. Yeah. Right? But at some point, I think she's going to get a sniff, and that's that's cool. Yeah. Can't and then, to see. And then, like, imagine, I mean, it's obviously, there's the first step is just getting drafted. So then, let's say next step is, like, she actually makes this team in a year and a half or two years. You know how many girls are going to be coming out to every WHL game? Oh, yeah. So like, rad. You've got two daughters. I've got two daughters. It seems like a lot of our friends also have the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like you go to a game and you're like, yeah, that's the girl I want to grow up to be like. There's your answer right there. Like yeah. ab- absolutely incredible. So Super rad. It's just one of those that I looked. I'm like, really? And then you just think, well, yeah. I mean, it checks out. Like, I mean, Haley Wickenizer played in the, the was it the um, Swiss Men's League, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously Manon Rayom got her shot. As a goaltender, which is, I mean, definitely not a position that uh, is very kind. So, I mean, her her first game wasn't exactly amazing. But, I mean, how many women can say they played in the NHL? Uh, one. Pretty awesome. Um, yeah. That's about it, my friend. Um, I kind of want to get in. Again, thank you. Whoa, what the heck was that? Thank you, everybody. If you did vote for us for Best of Kelowna, we'll find out soon enough if we made the cut. Wouldn't that be nice even if we made third? That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Just yeah. get that sticker on the window. Just, you know, driving by. Oh, best clone. I wonder what that's about. It's, creates conversation. Um, we are on the Dean Blundell Network. 
We are uh, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check us out. If if there is a way to get a podcast, if you can listen to it, if you have the wherewithal to listen to a podcast, listen to us. It's the People One Podcast. It's not hard. It's easy. You click on the button. It's simple, simple math. If you feel like watching our beautiful faces for 49 minutes this week, by all means, go to our YouTube or go back on Facebook. Heck, check us out on Twitter. If you're just scrolling through, open up an extra window. You're good to go. We're going to be along for the ride for you while you're uh, spewing hate comments and solving the world's problems and yelling about why there's a museum that costs $790 million. Um, you know, just get involved, get in the conversation. As we said, there's going to be a contest coming up. Make sure you pay, atten- for, pay attention to that. It is always worth it when we have a contest. Ted, am I wrong there? Not wrong. We've had headphones. We've had summer skates. We've had... I don't know, hats. We've had our 100th episode. We gave away a ton of swag. Like, we deliver. We gave away the Jack Hughes card. Remember that? The signed Jack yeah, Hughes card? Jack Hughes card, golf gear. Yeah. Like, it's. We yeah, deliver. It's good. We've been, we've been pretty good. We will deliver for you. So, please enjoy your long weekend. We're doing it on a Friday. It's been a crazy week. Make sure uh, you take care of your teammates on your respective sports teams. Uh, make sure you enjoy whatever beverage you're enjoying this weekend. Hopefully we all get a little bit of sunshine. Our houses don't blow over with all these crazy winds in BC. And uh, yeah, wherever, wherever you're listening to, thank you very much. We're three years in. We do appreciate every single person that listens to the show. Um, we make sure that we put everything into it so you guys can enjoy it. And uh, we love coming back every week. So um, I'm sure, Ted, do you have any final words? No? Yes? Maybe? Stoke for the long weekend. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. On behalf of my good friend, Ted, at t 3 on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much anywhere that requires an at symbol, I'm Ryan. This is the PP1 podcast, the official podcast of hockey in Kelowna and around the British Columbia, um, Maine. You're doing it. Yeah. You're doing great. That, you know where I'm about to go with this. Have a wonderful weekend. Peace out. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Hey guys, it's Dean Blundell here. Check out my show Monday through Friday at DeanBlundell.com. We stream live daily at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I'm joined by Lachlan Croston, a collection of guests to discuss tough topics mainstream media doesn't want to touch. And if you can't join us live, just download the podcast on your time. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com.